This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Agotiyar, Gemachesimataiva. A few thoughts regarding Yom HaKippurim, Haba Aleinu Lataiva, from the Sefer B'nai Yisachar. The B'nai Yisachar brings in Maimar Vav. For Tzayim Rabbah, an idea from the Rav HaKadosh, the Noyam Megadim of Tarnigrad on the Pasuk in Yeshaya. The Pasuk says, Kemoy Hara Takriv Laledes, Tachil Tizak Bechavleha, Kain Hayinu Mipanecha Hashem. Literally, Kemoy Hara, like a pregnant woman, Takriv Laledes, that approaches to give birth. Tachil, she trembles. Tizak, she cries out. Bechavleha, in her labor pains. So too we stand before you, Hashem. So the question is, if we're talking about a pregnant woman, does a pregnant woman tremble and cry out when she's takriv, when she's coming close to giving birth? That's not when she's trembling and crying out. She's trembling and crying out when she's al-hamashber, on the birthing stool, not as she's approaching. What's this lashon of takriv? So the Noyam Agadim says like this, Rav Shimon is doyresh time of the Kra. Rav Shimon wants to know, why does a Yoladas bring a carbon? We know that after a woman gives birth, she brings a carbon. Because we know that when a woman crouches to give birth, she says, I cannot believe I allowed my husband to live with me and to impregnate me. What was I thinking? Why did I... Why did I uh, Allow this, why did I allow my husband to do this to me? I swear, she says, I'm never going to do this again. So there, therefore, after she gives birth, she has to bring a carbon, because obviously it's a shvuas shav. Now, here's the thing. This is not the last time the woman lets the husband live with her. But that means that when she is mater the neder, even though she knows, and everyone knows, She's going to swear again. And everyone, more than that, everyone knows that she's going to live with the guy again. At the time, think about it. She comes, she wants to be Mater Nether. We say, lady, why do you want to be Mater Nether? Because if I would have... Uh, I wasn't thinking, I knew it was going to hurt so much, but, uh, but I have to be with my husband, so I have to be Mater the Shvua. But lady, you're going to become pregnant again one day. No, 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 never, no. Well, we'll deal with it, we'll deal with it. So think about it. She's being mater the shvua, even though she knows she's basically going to go back to her bad ways and swear again that she's never going to be with the husband. So we say like this. This is what the Navi is telling Knesset Yisrael. Just like a woman, not as she approaches to give birth, Kamoy hara, like a pregnant woman, takriv, who's makriv a carbon. That's what the Pasuk means. It doesn't mean as she's approaching to give birth. It means as she's being makriv a carbon, laledes, but she trembles and she cries out. So too, that's what we do on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Here it is. We're, we're, we come early. It's a Sunday morning. We're doing tshuva. We're trying to investigate our ways. We're trying to improve our ways. We're trying to overcome bad habits. We say, okay, from now on Hashem, I'm going to come early to davening. Really? But in two weeks, you're going to come late again. No, no, but right now I'm going to come early. I'm going to come early. Yeah, but, but you already said that 17 different times. So we, sell, we say to Knesset Israel, do the tshuva. You could be like the pregnant woman, even though 
she knows she's going to end up swearing again that she's going to never be with the husband. Nevertheless, we keep on sliding with her. So that's the uh, analogy to tshuva. Yeah, so, so uh, basically uh, the point is that uh, even though there's a certain dishonesty to the whole thing, because how, ge- how genuine is the change going to be? But it's like the pregnant woman. Now the Bnei Yisachar has this idea on the Pasuk, Lechu Hashem. Now what does that mean? God is saying, come to judgment. Now when someone is being summoned to judgment, do you say, please, please come to judgment? When the court summons a person, do they say, pretty please with the cherry on top, could you please come to the court? Get to the court! It's a summons. It's not a... You don't ask, please. You know, it's an unusual expression. You know, in the Vechom Aminim, which is one of the most important tefillahs on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Vechom Aminim was Niskan by Ezra, HaSoifer, and Nechemiah. Every word of Vechom Aminim are Shema Yisrael HaKadosh Baruch Beginning with the word Ha'oiches, which is Shem Havaya, Gematria. Havadai Shemai Vadai by Yavarach David Es Hashem. Vadai is one of God's name. Hehagoi Beekya Sherekya. Ekya is Hashem's name. Twenty-one times twenty-one is what? Four twenty-one is MS. Bechom four forty-one. Bechom Aminim Shehu. Dayan MS 441. 21 times 21. The whole thing is Kulay Shemais. It's one of the. Anyway, and then we have a tefillah of Badin. Biyoimdin. Lefoyel Rachamaha. Badin. What does that mean? He's Poyel Rachamim in Din. He's Marachim in the Din. So, Menei Sasko explains as follows. There's a halacha. Hashem follows the halacha. One day we have to give a share on that topic. Does Hashem follow the halacha? So, there's a halacha that if you are summoned to court and the guy on the right, the one of the, the, the balay dinim, is dressed to the nines, he's wearing a custom-made suit, with a, he's all spiffed up, then the Dayanim can't uh, judge the other guy if the other guy looks like a schlepper. So basically, uh, they, they, go, they, they bring in the, the tailor and they make the schlepper a custom-made suit. Otherwise, the Dayanim can't judge the case. So Hashem, what is Hashem wearing in judgment? He's wearing white, he's pure, he's, he's uh, immaculate. So Hashem says, I, I beg you, please stand in judgment with me. Because if you're going to stand in judgment with me, I'm going to take off your machalotzos, your begadim tsoyim. I'm going to remove all your dirty, smelly, filthy, soiled garments. And I'm going to put on you what I'm wearing. So, al yidei the din, Hashem is mechaper avoynois badin, says Mnei Yisachar. That's the payo racham of badin. Now there's a famous idea we've spoken out in the past. By the way, it's interesting. Um... We know that when we say vidoy, there are different ways of saying vidoy. One is, you say vidoy in the Lashon of the Aleph phase. Right? Ashamnu, Bagadnu, Gazan. And then some you say vidoy tashrak, backward, Aleph phase backward. 
So that the Bnei Sashar says as Marumas in the Pasuk, Vihisvadu S Avoinoisam Vyas Avoinois Avoisam. So the the Aleph is for the Aleph base forward, the Tuf is for the Aleph base backward. Okay. Did you ever realize that the name of the Masechta that talks about Yom HaKippurim is really, has no meaning whatsoever. What is the name of Meseches uh, for Yom HaKippurim? Yuma. Yuma means the day. What kind of name is that? What do mean the day? What day? Why is it called, say it should be Yom HaKippurim. We call it Yom Kippur. Why don't we call it Yom Kippur? Why do we call it Yuma? You ever notice that in Parshas uh, Acharei Mois, it starts off, Vayidaber Hashem, Acharei Mois, Shnei Bnei Aaron, Mirozim Hashem, Vayamusu, Vayoyim Erdaber, Aaron, Ochicha, Ve'al Yavoy, V'cholei Salakot Mives, Ki Ve'onon Eiroh, Alak Bezois, Yavoy Aaron, Alak Kodesh. When? When? It doesn't say what day... The Kohen Gadol needs to do the Avodah. You know that? Doesn't say. Does not say when. Every other carbon in the whole Chumash, it starts off. And it doesn't say when Yom Kippur is. So the Gross says that's right, because the Kohen Gadol could do it every day. But the Bnei Shaskar also deals with this idea, why is Masechta Yom HaKippurim we have Shabbos, we have Pesachim, we have Rosh Hashanah, we have Sukkah. So it should be called Yom HaKippurim. It's called Yuma. In the old, in the old days, in the Altaheim, you never said Yom Kippur. You didn't say the word. It was called Yom HaKadosh. Yom what? Yom HaKadosh. The holy day. The holy day. Why? Because... Yom Kippur is different than every other day of the world, uh, every other day of the year. Yom Kippur is the shame Havaya that comes down to this world and manifests itself as a day. Yom Kippur is the name of Hashem materializing as a Yom. So just like we don't say the shame Havaya, there was a Hakpada not to say the word Yom Kippur. Because it's Hashem's name. And that's why we call Masechta Yuma. And that's why it has to be hidden, and the Torah doesn't even give us the date until the end of the story. But, oh, by the way, uh, you know, at the end of like many, many Pesukim, it says, by the way, this happens to be on the 10th day of the 7th month. So it's hidden. It's from Oilam de Iskasaya. Which, what? Well, I mean, like all that. The Pasuk says on the 10th day of the 7th month. It's interesting that... Um, the way the Shlach HaKadosh refers to Yom HaKippurim, he quotes from the Sefer, Toila'as Yaakov, that what Yom Kippur is, is Oilam Haba, coming down to this world. Okay, so imagine what Oilam Haba looked like. So Hashem takes a day out of Oilam Haba and He brings it down to this world. So since Oilam Haba is Ayin Loi Ra'asa nobody could see Oilam Haba, therefore the Torah has to hide the date, so to speak. Because this is coming from a different realm, this is coming from a different dimension of existence. We don't even say the name of the day. The Mesechta is Mesechta Yuma. 
there's a question. We say, Ki Bayoim Haza or Biyoim Haza? Ki Bayoim Haza. How do we say it? Can we have a Chumash? You know, there's a big machlekes between Rebbe and the Chachamim. Whether Yom Kippur is mechaper on itself, or you need to do tshuva for Yom Kippur to be effective. You know about this machlekes? This is the most important machlekes you need to know for Yom Kippur. In other words, let's say a person comes to shul, he puts on a kittel, he even gets it dry cleaned, and he uh, gives kaparas, and he he does all the good. He eats kreplach on Yom Kippur. He smells the esroig with the besamim in it, the shmeh. He does all the important things at Yom Kippur. The only thing he doesn't do is he doesn't do tshuva. That's the only thing he doesn't do. Does Yom Kippur do anything for him? Nothing. You could shmeck the esroig, you could shmeck the... Tabak, the smelling salts. You could get your kittel pressed with starch from executive dry cleaning. And it doesn't matter. You still have to do tshuva. That's what the Chachamim say. However, Rebbe holds that Yom Kippur is mechaper. Itzumay shalyoy mechaper. You know that? That's Rebbe Shita. But we don't paskin like Rebbe. We paskin, you could write out a check to the UJA, to Toim Shabbos, you could write out a check to Rabbinical Seminary of America, to Kihilas Feras Mordechai even. Not, doesn't do anything. Nothing. You need to do tshuva. However, Rebbe holds Yitzumar Shayyam Mechaper. Now the Rambam, when he codifies Yom Kippur, you know what the Rambam says? Yitzumar Shayyam Mechaper. So what does that mean? That means, when you do tshuva... The day of Yom Kippur is Mechaper. The day has Koyach. You hear this? So even though we hold you need to do Tshuva, but when you do do Tshuva, you activate the day. And when you activate the day, the day itself is Mechaper. Again, you have to do the Tshuva, but when you do it, you're activating the day. Now, um, with this day, not on the day, with the day, Hashem is mechaper. But there are instances where the day itself is mechaper, even if you don't do tshuva. For example, the Gemara Ksubis, today's Ksubis tells us a story that by Rebbe Zavaya, a bas called Kaimad, said, anyone who is at the Levaya of Rebbe, mezuman hu there was a launderer, and he couldn't make it. He couldn't make the Levaya. So he had Chalisha Sadas. He said, I can't believe I missed it. And he jumped off the roof and he killed himself. So the Basco said, he's also going to Eilam Haba. Why would somebody at the Levaya of Rebbe go straight to Eilam Haba? Says Rabbi Yitzchak in the Hakdama to Shaos Rebbe holds Yitzumay Shalyoy Mechaper. Yeah? You don't have to do tshuva. Shkula Misa Sadiqim, we know the death of the righteous is a kapara, like the paraduma. So just like Rebbe holds 
That Yom Kippur is mechaper without tshuva, going the death of the righteous is mechaper without tshuva. So anyone who's at Rebbe's levaya goes straight to Olam Haba. So if you hang around with Rebbe, you get itzuma yishalya mechaper. Here's another example. Let's say let's say somebody dies after Yom Kippur. Most people they end up dying after Yom Kippur, whenever it is, you know. So we know that that the Yom Kippur before they died, they did tshuva. That was until that day. But how do they get kapara from Yom Kippur until their day of death? So the the Shuas Yaakov says the next Yom Kippur after they die is mechaper for them. Yeah, but they don't do tshuva. They don't do tshuva on that Yom Kippur. Legabe them, they, they could go like Rebbe, that itzuma shuya mechaper. Hear this? That, that if somebody's not able to do tshuva, because they're not alive, right? Usually if somebody's not alive, it's very hard to do tshuva. So that, the next Yom Kippur is mechaper, even if they don't do tshuva. So there's a koyach in the day itself. If, if somebody does not do tshuva, what does Misa do for them? Nothing. Misa is only mechaper with tshuva. That's frightening. That is very frightening. That is why bechol eis yeh begadech levanim. Person always has to do tshuva. We're going to talk about this by Kol Nidre. How often does a person have to do tshuva? Every time you sit down to eat a meal, you eat eggs, you do tshuva. You eat a bagel, you eat do tshuva. You eat an everything bagel, you do tshuva. You eat a poppy seed bagel, you do tshuva. You eat sesame seeds, you do. You eat a biali, you do tshuva. Before you go to sleep at night, you do tshuva. Before you go to sleep, you maharba tshuva. Before shkia, before the day is over, you do tshuva. Before Shabbos comes, you do tshuva. Before Rosh Chodesh comes, you do tshuva. Says Achida, before you do a mitzvah, you maharba tshuva. This way, when the time comes, you're good. Bechol eis yia begadecha levanim. So you say, this is very depressing, Shir. Well, the good thing is that you know what the happiest day of the year is? Yom Kippur is the happiest day of the year. The happiest day of the year. You thought it was Purim, Simchas Torah. No, 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 that's nothing. Yom Kippur is the happiest day of the year. And it's not because you're going to be smelling the Esrog with the Besamim in it and the Shmek. Yom Kippur is the happiest day of the year. You know why, says the Chassam Soifer, we sing the Vidui. Different than we always say. We always say you sing the Vidui because the Averis turn into mitzvahs. The Chassam Soifer says we sing the Vidui because we're doing a mitzvah. You have to do a mitzvah b'simcha. Do you think Yom Kippur is the happiest day of the year? When you think of Yom Kippur, do you think of it as the happiest day of the year? That's the reason we make a Suda on Erev Yom Kippur. Because since it's a mitzvah, you really should make a Suda on Yom Kippur. But Rafael Yair, you know why we don't make a suda on Yom Kippur? Because we can't eat on Yom Kippur. So we make it on Erev Yom Kippur. That's what Rabbi Yoyana writes. One of the reasons we make a big suda on Erev Yom Kippur. You make a bash. You don't just sit there and you eat a kreppel and when's the next 24 hours going to be over? It's besimcha atzuma. We should have balloons. What? Two sudas. At least one suda. 
You know, because why? You're besimcha. Now, what's another reason why we have a suda? Another reason is, because if you don't eat on Erev Yom Kippur, it's going to be very hard to fast on Yom Kippur. People who don't eat Erev Yom Kippur find it very difficult to fast on Yom Kippur. Even though the Rehazakein would fast on the 10th of Tishrei and on the 11th of Tishrei, at Sveik of the Yoyma. But we don't do that. So, so therefore, Rabbi Yoyna writes that if you eat on Erev Yom Kippur, it's like you fasted two days because you'll be able to utilize the fast twice as much if you eat good food on Erev Yom Kippur. And you know why else we fast on Erev Yom Kippur? We, we eat on Erev Yom Kippur? Okay, question. Let's say a guy wore shotness and then he did tshuva. What does the tshuva do for him? Tshuva doesn't work on a lav. You need a la, you need tshuva and yom kippur. For an asay, tshuva works. For a lav, you need tshuva and yom kippur. So, what if a person wore shotness on the eleventh day of Tishrei? He's very worried. You know what he's worried? Because if he goes upstairs before the next yom kippur, how's he getting that off? So when Erev Yom Kippur comes, we're, we have a suda, Baruch Hashem, Shechiyonu, Vikimonu, Vigiyonu, Azmanazeh, I could get off my lavin. Yeah, there are other, you know, there are. Shabbat Next, we say in the Ilah, you know that Tachas Kanfe Ashkina is only for the Geirim? Yisrael are Lamalami Kanfe Ashkina? So he said, I asked my cousin, Rabbi Hersh of Zidachayv, the Sar Beis Hazoyhar. And Reb Sihar told me that what it's referring to is the sukkah. Yachbienu b'tzel yade. That's why Reb Shulmazalman says the same thing. Yachbienu, embrace us in the sh- shade of your hand. The sukkah is ama, ama, tefach. Yachbienu b'tzel yade. It's referring to the sukkah. Um, yeah, that's what we got for today. So, Be'ezus Hashem, we should be zoicha, that on the happiest day of the year, the Rav Hashem should be mechaper all of our avoinos, and we should be zoicha to do tshuva me'ahava. So imagine if you owed somebody a lot of money. How much? Pick a number. Half a million. Half a million dollars. That's a good number. You owed somebody, $475,000. And it's not like the guy said, pay me back whenever you want. Every, the guy knocks on your door, you have like the, um, these big stickers on the door that don't come off, you know, pay up. There are things on your tires, they're, the, the doors are locked, you have to climb in through the window, it's not pleasant. And the guy says, you know what, do you a favor. You come one day, you ask me for forgiveness, not only am I your debt, I'm going to give you a lot of money. How much? $390,000. That's going to be a happy day. It's going to be a good day. You start off in the red, you end off in the green. So, Elliot HaKoyin. So, on Yom Kippur, we come in, we start off in the red, and we do tshuva me'ahava, and then all the averos turn into mitzvahs. That's a good thing. So, Hashem should give us the strength and the wherewithal 
and the emotion and the focus and the madrega to be able to do a proper tshuva, a tshuva shalema. And uh, we come out of the day in the green, and the Rebbe should tell us, Lech, Echo, Besimcha, Eslachmecha. And by the way, you know, when a person does Averois, when a person is Chas not in a good path, then the Sitra Achra comes and takes away all the mitzvahs. You know that when a person learns Torah, when they're not in a good place, the Sitra Achra comes and takes away all the Torah. So that's why when your Kippur is over, you get, a, first of all, all the Averis are gone. They're turned into mitzvahs. All the past year's mitzvahs that were like put in escrow, they come, it's a happy time, Sukkot. It's Mamish Shefa, Menash Shamayim, of Ruchnias. So, Liban Shom should help us to do what we need to do. And we should be zoicha to Gmach Simatoiva and a good Geben Shtiar. And Kaltov, thank you for coming. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.